Let's get started. I'm Joe. I'm Brian, and we are Where's the Rulebook Podcast. We're going to bring you a weekly board game podcast for your lunch break, daily commute, or any other time of the day. For season two, we are changing the format. Instead of focusing on one game and going over the rules to play it, we will have a theme or specific game. We'll discuss our opinions, any cool features, some rulings, and any other thoughts that may come up. And because of popular demand throughout last season, we're going to start ranking the games that we talk about. But we have created a custom scale. We didn't want to do a 1 to 10 or anything. So we have our highest being leave it on the table to the lowest being a hard pass. But we'll go over all five options uh, every week we talk about them. All right. Welcome back. And again, two weeks in a row now. So good. We're back on schedule. No one is getting sick currently and we're able to keep recording. Last week's question was, you know, based around Spirit Island. What do you fear? <laughs> Which was an interesting uh, in-depth question that could could be very deep uh, thrown out by Joe there. So, uh, Joe, what do you fear? Uh, the existential pressure that is life. <laughs> very deep. Um, I don't like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see if I want a fun one. I, you know what I really fear? We'll keep it board game related. I fear that the phase of board games that we are in is a fad and it'll die out in 10 years. Yeah. No, I feel like just, Do I get all your board games, small, like weird, like rodent insects that can kill you. Like a grizzly bear. I can see a grizzly bear coming. I, I know that'll kill me. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I'm dead. An elk, a moose. Like, they're not going to sneak up on me. Like this weird, like, mosquito brown, that... brown one recluse. Yeah. Recluse. A mosquito that bites me, that gets some crazy disease or... Like that. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But we are going to travel back in time again, back to the year of 2017. Same as last game, which I did not know until I was looking that up. Wow, it's that... And I, I thought it was older. I, well, the original game is, but Clank in Space, I think, is newer, technically. So, oh, I just spoiled. We're going to Clank in Space. Uh, wasn't planning <laughs> on saying that quite yet. But because it's the same year, I decided to look. And the number one song of the year was Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, which I, I know that also song. Also in 20... <laughs> God. Um, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, which is a solid song. Uh, Bad and Bougie was also up there. Uh, Body Like a Back Road by Sam Hunt, which I know you don't know. It's a country song. Nope. But yeah, some uh, congratulations by Post Malone was out that year. So just some random pop and hip-hop songs from uh, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars was up there. But that's 2017 for you. And they made two games that we're going to talk about in a row. Uh, but yeah, Clank in Space. Uh, we are not going to talk about Clank because Clank is terrible. <laughs> All right. Pause. We don't know. Everything online says Clank is bad. It's not bad. It's just this is better. That sounds like bad to me. Alright. Uh so Clank in Space uh is a deck building game, just like Clank. Clank came out, I don't know when. It's a fantasy themed instead of a space theme. And it had a lot of small issues that you would expect from you know a newer game developer building a deck builder you know they're obviously going at that time like looking at dominion and trying to make dominion better and they probably didn't quite hit the mark it was popular 
and then they came out with Clank in Space, and everyone's like, why wasn't Clank this way? <laughs> like, it fixed a lot of the little small issues. In their defense, they went back and... Yeah, they have. They made, like, a Clank legacy that has fixed again, and now there's, you know, there's a bunch. Clank's been a very successful game in the last uh, 10 years or so, whenever it Many came Many expansions. Yeah, lots of expansions. Cheap expansions, which just change a little bit, which is super nice that we've talked about. Nothing... Nothing needed, just gives you a different board or maybe some other cards, something like that. But Clank in Space, you've wanted to buy Clank. I don't know how many times I've talked to you out of buying it. Yep. Um, because I was like, why would we play Clank when we both own Clank in Space? And it's pouring into everything. It's better than Clank. So why would we play Clank? But it's fantasy. fantasy. It is fantasy. You have a sucker for that. I don't super care. I want to play the Lord of the Rings LCG. (laughs) I would play that. (laughs) Um, I love Lord of the Rings, though, so that makes sense. But, yeah, Clank in Space is fantastic. And to the, like... We both own it. We both own it. This is... It's a really good game. Spoiler alert, like... We both own it. We bought it. One of us bought it after the other one. We both have bought different expansions. Like, such a good game. It's. I'm glad we own different ones, actually. Yeah, the expansion parts are are great that they're different because then we get a little bit different feel when we play. You know, whoever's copy we're playing, but best deck builder I've ever played. Really. Ooh. Deck builder. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious on what you're gonna say is better. Is Marvel Champions a deck not deck builder? builder. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I build the deck. You, yeah, but the game isn't building the deck. <laughs> yes. If you want to count games that you build decks, yes, Magic is probably better than this, and Marvel is probably better than this. But those are not deck building I, games. I agree that games that have an aspect of buying cards and putting them in a deck and making a yeah. deck. This is up there. Yeah. And way up there. It was really kind of avoid. I feel like it was avoided for quite a while because Dominion was so popular and so good. Like, Dominion was really good when it came out. What caused you to buy this? I don't know. I probably saw it on the shelf and bought it. (laughs) We played this in the office. We played it after work one day. A bunch of us, a couple of our friends were there. And I remember this was one of the games. And we had a blast. And we've played it a couple times since. Yeah. But at that time... I don't know why we... Did we both buy it at the same time? Nope. Because I bought it after. You bought it after me. I thought this game was really fun. Then we played it again, and I said, this game is really... I mean, I probably bought it. I did love Dominion. I played Dominion. Dominion came out in 2008. Yeah, I played that game So another 10 years before Clank. I loved it. I played that in high, uh, college. Don't we don't play it much anymore? I see it all over at stores still. So many. There's so many of them. It was it was a solid game. Like they did it really well. I would love to probably play some of the expansions that they have for that now. You only have the base. Uh, I have no. I have like intrigue and oh something. yeah yeah that's right. It's like the most com- It's the popular. It's like everyone They're usually combo, aren't they? Yeah, like that's the one that people say like you should yeah. get it if you don't. But that's the one I have. Um, I don't think I have any expansions for it, but it's solid. I don't know why I bought this. I probably saw it somewhere. Um, It's rated really high, and I really like Dominion, and it has a board, which I like that feel of, that the Dominion doesn't really have that aspect of. And I probably just bought, I mean, 7.8 on BoardGameGeek. 
Like, it's a high-rated game. They're uh, all rated really high. I don't know why I bought it. You bought this the same time you bought Windward. Yeah. Windward, I know why you bought. I've never seen it before. You've never seen Windward. Yeah, and it looked fun. You had credit. Oh, yeah. Maybe you bought this because you had credit. Yeah, probably, but... That's why I bought Merchant's Cove. Yeah. Have you played that? You? Yeah. Not in the I did open it. Oh, that's I put good. it all together, and I looked at it, and I said, this game looks fun, and I put it away. I looked at that one a few times there, and it was pretty expensive, so I never got it. I credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this game, so good. So good, and whenever I've played a deck builder since this game, I've been like, hmm. I wish I would have just played Clank in Space because that actually I just call it Clank. I don't, I don't think I've ever referred to it as Clank in Space. But yeah, like we've played games that even the same publisher released that we were both really excited for. Yep. Uh, it wasn't as good. Yeah. Hunger. We both really wanted it. It was sold out. Also a deck builder. Yeah. It, it, it's very similar. Different theme, obviously. But the whole time I was playing it, I was like, huh, I just want to play Clank. <laughs> it's fun. I would think the hunger would be more. We, we've already reviewed it. It's. Did we review it? We played it. <laughs> we taught it. Yeah, we did teach it. I don't know if we did an episode on it. If we yeah. did, I forgot about it already. If we haven't, we'll do it again later. Maybe next Halloween. Yeah, I think we just kind of talked about it in general, and we taught it at one of the board game nights at uh, Lantern. But it's the problem. There's no with episode it is, for it yet. It has a problem a lot of board games have, where it's a good game. I would just rather play Clank. <laughs> yeah, and that one was really interesting because I have that feeling a lot of the time. Like, oh, I'd rather play this game than that game or whatever. But that's made by the same people. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. It is very similar, just but a not. A lot of the mechanics are simple. Yeah, that's true. It's maybe it's more of like an entry level. I think I don't. So. I don't know if they're like advertising. The I mean, it looks a lot more cartoony. Yeah, I, I like the art on that game too. But yeah, Clank in Space, so good. Um, the board is like you build the little board area some of them are double-sided so you can like randomly pick um and then like my expansion puts a whole new board into it because you're at a different location kind of thing and it's they all do that they all do that okay yeah as far as i know because i know mine has pieces too that i can make it better or different just make the difference you just fill into the sim the starting board right or do you have a whole like mine builds a whole new like i use all new oh mine just adds yeah yeah, the cyber. So I have uh, Cyber Station Eleven. Is I, have I have Apocalypse. The only piece that you use from the original is like the scoring piece. Like it's all new board. Like because you 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 are traveling to the cyber station. Um. So. Yeah, mine. Uh, mine just adds pieces. Okay. Yeah, it adds those modular pieces so you get yep. you know four more options. I mean that's cool because then you don't have to change. You know the whole game, but. I, I, I like both of the expansions. I mean, I think they did a good job with them. But in the game, we are... Oh, what are we? Just just space pirates? I actually don't know the lore. <laughs> I know the point. Yeah, I think we're just like space pirates or something. Um, and we are traveling to evil Lord Eradicus's uh, galaxy. And we are trying to steal artifacts in the base. And in, in the cyber station, we're going to someone else's cyber station in this same galaxy. I don't remember what their name is. It's a different boss, and we're just stealing artifacts. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, pirates to me, but it doesn't really say what we are. It just says that we're going there and 
We're gonna sneak around his ship, hack it, yeah, thieves, pirates. Yeah, challenge each other to sneak aboard the ship, hack your way into its command module, and steal from him, which is Lord Eradicus. So I feel like this is something that are pirates. I would assume to see, like in a Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, that's surprising that this isn't like a Marvel edition yet. Yeah, because looking at it. They could easily just be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And like I could imagine the Guardians of the Galaxy like grew no, not grew, but like Rocket and like everyone like sure. deciding who's the best thief and like Yeah, that's the whole point. And like who's gonna steal the best artifact and like you know, Rocket is trying to steal. He wants that guy's leg. Is it his leg or his arm? And that everything. He's like, I want his arm. He's <laughs> up getting uh leg and yeah. eye and arm. Yep. He gets the arm of uh Winter Soldier. Yep. At the Christmas special, I think. I don't remember which one. New one's coming out too. I haven't. Oh, I, I like those ones a lot. But yeah, solid game. Um, so it is a deck builder. Everyone starts with you know the standard deck of ten cards. They're all the same ten, so you each get you know six of the hack cards, some stumbles, some access, and some scramble cards. Uh, some of the expansions might change what your starting deck might be. Mine doesn't. Mine doesn't. I, I, I know of. I'm just saying some of them could. You don't know. <laughs> that's, that's why I said could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cards are, you know, super easy, very standard. You know, they're standard size, obviously, also. Yeah. But, you know, nice big artwork, and then, like, very easy to say, like, who, what they give you, like, their points, how much they're worth, stuff like that when you are building your deck and choosing what to play. Now you've sleeved yours. I have. I have mine, which I can never recommend enough for a game that has deck building. I'm I'm really surprised. Oh, that one's double sided. I just tried to flip this card over like three times in. <laughs> I the, saw that. Like, what are you doing I was, there? I was like, did I grab two? Like, I don't get it. Like, apparently there's a double sided card. I'm just gonna put that back where it was. Um, I don't remember that being a thing, but apparently there was. I yeah. There's a lot of shuffling. A lot of shuffling. You start with 10 cards. You you know, you, you're probably playing. Is your hand five in this game? Yeah. Yeah. So your hand is five. You you play every card. You, yeah. You probably are playing every card. I mean, there's some you cards. That you, well, there's some like that don't do anything, That's I guess. Me, but okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, you play them all. So then you draw five new ones. And then you're shuffling your deck already. One, two turns in. Two turns in. Yeah, you two just shuffle in, your deck. You shuffle your deck. Um, so you shuffle a lot in this game. So yeah, sleeves are definitely a helpful thing there are i mean a, there's a lot of cards uh, there's a hundred adventure cards that come in the starting deck or the starting game plus then you know the reserve cards and stuff and it's not that many so that's one dragon shield or katana yeah so one for a hundred and there's four there's 40 starting decks so now we're at 140 plus and the then game. the reserve cards 15 30 so yeah, you you like about two hundred. Two hundred, which is twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks to sleeve it. Um, if not cheaper, you can get like game genetic. The and, expansion is forty. Yeah, like you can get game genetic sleeves for cheaper, even cheaper, and that's what we have on. Uh, what game was that? Uh, Dice Throne. Dice Throne is all game genetics because they're they're smaller size. But they're nice. But yeah, I've been really happy with game genetic sleeves so far. Before I've always underdog. been underdog. I used to thought I used to think they were the cheap ones. I did too. They they don't come in a box maybe, and I'm always like, oh, a bag of sleeves like, that seems cheap. <laughs> um, but it's been like they've been legit. Yeah, they've been really nice. And in that case, it's because we had to get the smaller size, and they have 
Game Genix has Amer- so- they have the American. Yeah, they have so many sizes, like the minis and the taros and all those things. Uh, Stardew Valley was all sleeved with those. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I've always been a Dragon Shield, and then I found Katana, and I really like those. I really like Katana. It's all uh, my Marvel Champions is in. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh, like maybe, maybe they don't matter as much as I have always thought. But what are these? These are all Katana. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. So, I mean, they they definitely feel a little bit nicer than the game Gen X, but they're. I like the. I like having the textured back. Yeah, a third of the price, probably more than game Gen X, I would think. That's so, the problem. No, but, a third more. Yeah, a third more yeah. than game Gen X. But I mean, so yeah, they're not. It's not a crazy expense, but it definitely it adds is up. something that I would I would do. And luckily, I mean, in this base box all the cards fit Sleeve. with sleeves I'm... and with at least one of the expansions i probably could get another expansion in there yeah um, the hard awesome. part with the box is that the board pieces don't all fit oh because <laughs> yeah. it comes with five new boards and so my box sits open like a half inch but it's fine with the because ex- you put the expansion yeah. In there. yeah yeah i put the expansion because i was like i'm never gonna want like even if we don't play it you i don't want to two boxes so. And it's awkward. It's also like an awkward size. Yeah, it's like a really small box. Which is, I mean, I like that they didn't make a big box for it, but and it's weird that it doesn't fit. I'm surprised they haven't made a big box yet. I was just gonna say I don't know if they have one. Not that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, you probably could, you know, just put these in a box, like in a deck box of things. Oh, I'm sure. And then you could just put the. Take if you took this plastic out, it would totally fit. And just the fact that it divides everything nicely for you. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't really either. <laughs> But yeah, so you are, we're pirates or thieves, and we are not really playing against each other, but not playing really with each other either. We're competing. It's like we... Yeah, we're friends, I guess, in this world, and uh, not in real life, but in this world, we're friends and trying to get the best artifacts. We all think we're the best thief. And so you go through, and the cards, like, they just have... At first, when you think of a deck builder, you obviously think, like we said, Dominion. Like, your cards have gold values or whatever they might have on it. And then when you start putting a board in it, like, how are they going to do that well? And it's such a good way to do it. Like, with the little boot icons on the cards you play, which are, like, a movement. Yep. The sword icons for fighting. Yep. It's just so good. And, like, some cards have multiple boots. Some cards don't have any boots. Some spaces you need multiple to get into. Like, it's just so good. Like, they did such a good job to have. They have uh, and each one. I think. I think each one has price. Do they? Do, are there any that don't? They can be used to pay their skill points. That don't have any skill points? Yeah. Yeah. Like, some of the basic cards. Oh, are, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of the basic cards don't have any, like, skill points. Like, the access card and stuff. You don't get any value. And the skill points are kind of used neither with Stumble. Um,. Use them to, to buy new cards. Yeah, that's like their gold. Like their yeah, like currency yeah. almost. Um, and then they have this whole other concept, because they also refer to this as like a bag building game, um, because it has this whole concept of the clank, which is the noise. Like we're trying to sneak onto this ship and steal from this terrible monster, pretty much. And so we might make noise. <laughs> you might stumble and make noise as you play. And throughout the game, you're drawing from this very nice velvety bag with the monster's icon on it. And <laughs> and you draw on, like, you if you draw your color out of there, like, that's 
You've made noise. You've made well, yeah. You've made noise oh, no, by you, putting it you in got there. Caught. You got caught, and you get you know bad things start happening to you. You have uh, thirty. Thirty. Yep. You have Ooh. thirty noise cubes that go. They all go in the bag, except for two, right? Uh, no, none of them start in the. Well, I think two start in the bag. They all start in your. Oh inventory. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm opposite. And then as you do things, you have to put clank in. So like when you stumble, you have to put I think two more clank. I don't have a stumble card in front of me, but you have to put two. St- There's something in there. Yeah, you put two clank in. You would have pulled it out of it, basically. <laughs> it's it's somewhere put. Yeah, oh one clank for a stumble. That's good. I'll say I know these are the starting ones, so I knew they were somewhere right there. But yeah, you so you add a clank to the bag, and then eventually you draw from that bag. And the number that you draw from it, you know, changes too based on, you know, how much you've yep. moved through. And there are, there are also additional ones too. There are black ones that are just blanks. Random noise. Yeah. Just nothing happened. Nothing he, happened. He then heard you something but didn't find who it was. Red, which is, is like aggression level. Yeah. Threat level. Threats. And that, that like kind of hurts everyone kind of thing. It yeah. makes them draw more dice. Yeah, uh, yeah, more not not dice, but uh, cubes. Cubes. I was like, wait, dice. What dice? What dice they do we have? Six-sided blank cubes. Yeah, they are six-sided blank cubes, and there's a little spot on the board that, like, depending on where you are and how many people you start with, where you start, and it tells you to draw two cubes or draw three cubes, or you get up to drawing, I think, five at the at the highest level. <laughs> um, yeah, it's this game has a that push you luck that we've talked about recently and it kind of has that same feel as like i'm not gonna win like i'm we're, i have way too much clank in the in the bag like i'm gonna make noise like and then I, I take damage i'm gonna die or i'm not gonna make it to the end but like they did the push the luck like just enough like so they can say it's a push you luck game but like the theme isn't push you luck. Like it's not like above and below where it's like no you push your luck to try to do anything. Like once you get to the final room, which you need to go through and like find keys for and whatnot before you can get there, there's an artifact like right in the beginning. Yeah. So you can just grab that one and leave. It's but not it's worth not. very many points. No. But you could grab that one and leave and it's you might be the only one that escapes. So then you win anyways, because you grab the cheap one. You never know. Or someone could push their luck. That's where the push of luck comes in and comes in and grabs like a 50 value artifact. But they might, that you know, they're taking two or three more turns to get there. They might not make it out, which happened the last time we played this. Our, our buddy who went- Two he, of our friends. Yeah, two of them. One, of them one went died. To the, yeah, one died. He went to the farthest one. He got the most expensive artifact and he was like, a turn away he would have made it the next turn but then he died yep uh the other one just he made it back but he just didn't have anything when does the alarm go off i forget so there isn't a timer in this one maybe that's an apocalypse but in this game when you take an artifact you only can take one Mm -hmm. uh you can't take one and then choose to take a different one later uh so once you take one you just have to you leave but when you take one you move him up the boss track yep uh, which tells you how much clank cubes you're going to draw. Yep. And then when you are replacing, I think they call it the adventure row. Uh, when you replace cards, there's cards in there that make the boss go, um, which are like his cards almost. It has his little symbol in the corner. You remember as soon as you see it. Let me see if I can find one quick. Yeah, like this guy has the little symbol. That's his little symbol. Plus two. Well, not the card. Oh, that makes. Yeah. Oh, yep, I remember now. Yeah, so that makes the boss the mark trigger the mark. Um, means he heard something or 
He's looking. At the end of every player's turn, if any of the six spaces of cards are empty, refill them. Yep. If they have a boss symbol, he attacks. Yeah. So when you first start, I thought it was five, but yeah, when you first play the first six cards, uh, if there's a boss symbol in there, you just take that one out, you shuffle, and you put a new card in until there's no boss symbols. And then throughout the game, if you ever draw on the boss symbol, he is attacking. So the more cards you take, that's another push you luck kind of thing. Like you take the card to make your deck better, but then at the same time, you might draw the boss, but maybe you don't have much clank in the pile yet. So it's not a big deal if you draw the boss right now, because it's like, okay, I'm probably not going to get drawn. So see if I can get Joe a damage instead of me or whatever. You're trying to get to the hyper lift before the blockade. I found it. Yeah. The last line. Have you ever dispatched bounty hunters? So the the blockade just is the fast track. Yeah. It makes you have to go all the way around. And that's on the boss track. It'll say deploy the blockade. And it just blocks that fast track that makes you move quickly. And then there's also display bounty hunters or dispatch bounty hunters. And at that point, the three spaces near the top of the rage track contain the red bounty hunter little icons. And that's what the, those are the bounty hunters. Hey, hey, look at this one. These little red cubes that you talked about, those are the bounty hunters. Everyone takes the damage. Yep. Yeah, those hurt everyone if they get drawn. Unless you've already escaped. And then you don't have to get, you don't get hurt anymore. Once you've reached the escape pod, you get a bonus point. I think it's like 10 points if you escape. Oh, it's 20 if you escape. Um, you only can escape if you have an artifact, I believe. Uh, maybe, can you escape without an artifact? Nope. I didn't think so. Remember, if you don't have an artifact, you can't leave the spaceship and or be rescued. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, once you leave, you get 20 bonus points and you no longer take damage. So like, it's not a player elimination because like, once someone leaves, the game is pretty close to being done, but there might be a few turns left. And that's what happened when we played the last time is we both got out and the other two were still playing and then he ended up taking the damage and dying. And he would have won if he got, he had the most points, but he just didn't. He got his cube drawn. Yep, he he literally I think needed one more turn and couldn't and didn't get it. He got unlucky. But there's also throughout the board there's like the marketplace or the shop. Uh which is kind of a cool little concept. So you can buy keys or all these different things that are at the market. I'm trying to pull up the market. So so the market everything costs seven of the credits. And you can buy, you know, any of those one item when you're at the market. It could be med kit. It could be just it could be food. It could be victory points. Yep. Yeah. Victory points, uh, health. There's the key to be able to get through the locked doors, stuff the, like that. that for you can, the transporter. Yep. Too. And so there's that's a little marketplace. And there's also throughout the whole board, there's like data ports, which I just think of like Star Wars because like... <laughs> As, you're, as they're running through random ships, they just like plug in their random like USB ports on the wall and they get all the information they need. And like, why is that Why is that built in there? <laughs> what bad guy put that there? And then there's, you, if you are at the, one of those spots, you just, you can get victory points. Some of them are like the mystery cards. So you flip them over and you get whatever's on the back. Yep. Um, and that's if you just, you know, you end your turn there. Let's see, it says uh, a number of data ports. When you're in a space with a data port, you may place one of your two data cubes on it. 
you immediately get the bonus or penalty shown. That part can't be used by again by any other player for the rest of the game. That's the uh, the clear ones, right? Yeah. You get two clear ones. Yep. Yeah, those are your access kind of things. Security will respond to your intrusion, so you have to stay on the move. Because of this, you can't place your second data cube in the same module on the first. Yeah, and that's how you... That. Well, yeah, you did. That's how you have to get... So if you don't... You have to get... You have to do two of the three. The base game, there's three spots, three modules. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did know that. Um, and you have to get two of them before you can go and steal an artifact. So you have to, like, go over here and, like, knock on the door and make security run over there. It's amazing how... And then you run over here and you knock on that door. And then once you've done that, yeah, you've yeah. distracted security and you can get into the main artifact area. It's it's amazing how much easier this game is to play than to read. Yeah. the Because the terminology is all futuristic. Yeah, dacking, like hacking the data pore and stuff. Hyperlift, like, telepad. Yeah, it's like, it's a fast track. You get to move as many spaces as you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this like, I have no idea what that is. And you're like, yeah, you do. It's yeah. it's this part. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like the moving through the spaceship, I think is probably the easiest one that they talk about. And you have the little foot icons. That means like you need, like it requires two boots to go through that one. Or there might be a little like, it looks like a Frankenstein head, but it's like, monster and at that point you have to have sword for each sword you can avoid the point of damage and then some have keys and lock symbols and stuff like that and some of them those are the advanced security points are like highlighted in red and you have to stop your turn ends there even if you have more move left you have to stop your turn there essentially the game is just is this that you get the artifact get out your turn is you get five cards from your deck you have to play all five cards. You do the best you can, given this situation you're in on the board. To move, you need to have move cards. To fight, you need to have cards that have the sword. To buy, you need to have cards that have costs. Yeah. So you're pretty dependent on your deck. It is Absolutely. a deck builder. Yeah. And the fighting has, like, the two kind of concepts. There's, you know, you need some swords to get through the little monster heads when you just move. Yep. Some of them do. Um, and then you also have the defeating of the enemy. So that adventure row, some of the cards might be in red, um, and those are enemies. Yep. There's always the one stationary enemy, right? That's always a, yeah, there's like like a punching this, bag. There's like this four, this four area where there is just like you can just buy a move, yeah. buy a battle robot, yep. fight something or get victory. Punch that one guy and you get one point or whatever. But they have like the number of swords they need. They're, the cards are in red. Those are the enemies. And then when you defeat it, there's a bonus. There's a bonus or something. And I think some of the enemies have like ongoing, like kind of conditions too. Like, like I think like you have to fight this one first. So there are some like that where there have danger. Yeah, danger. Where, that's what they call it. Where if you don't buy or beat it, it something happens. It's really bad. Yeah, the danger is a little pirate symbol. That's why I was thinking pirates. Yeah, like yeah. Skull crossbones. Type It'll of be yellow, thing. and it says, like, add two dice to the draw of the boss or something. So in this game, there are a number of factions that your pirates can have. Uh, I do not recall the name of all the factions. There it's are like outlaw, resistance, science. And if you play a card, two cards, they have the same faction, you get a bonus. I have an outlaw in my hand. If you're playing two outlaw cards, you get the bonus of it because there's a faction bonus. So for instance, this this thieving menace 
has three skill points and a move. However, because if I played another outlaw, it gets another two move. It's just a bonus of playing the same faction cards. It just adds another level to the yep. game. Yeah. You don't need to do it. Yeah, they just got little bonuses here and there. I don't think I've ever played it, like, actively trying to get those, yeah. but they definitely help. And some of the cards, even like, they stack. Like, you play more and more. Yep. Uh, so that you get benefits of definitely drawing them. But but every every person is a faction Yeah. of the three. And then the cards in the adventure row have that danger that we talked about, which was not the pirate symbol. That was the faction that I was wrong. And then, but they also have three things, arrive, danger, or acquire. So yep. arrive, and they kind of are from top to bottom on the on the car, which helps. Once it arrives, once it shows up in the, in the adventure row, you do whatever it says. So I have the space pirate in front of me, and it says put three black cubes back in the bag. So you take three out from the stock, the pile, and you put them back in the bag. It's great. Good thing. That's a good thing to have. Black ones are good to have in there. Uh, and then there's danger. Those ones are the, if they're still in the adventure row, the dangers happen when the boss attack, when, yep. when the mark happens. Uh, and this one, again, on the space pirate, unfortunately, put pull one extra cube for boss attack. So if he's still in the adventure row, you're drawing one more than whatever you're supposed to be drawing. And then the last one, uh, there's the acquire. Uh, so luckily the space pirate doesn't have all three. So I also have the trophy hunter in front of me. And it says acquire minus two clank, uh, which again is good. You so buy it. you buy it, you get to remove two clank. So it might, maybe you, there's no clank for you to remove, which is fine. You still can buy it, but it's just kind of unfortunate. And so as you build clank, there's a spot on the board that you've put them. Yep. And then once the monster attacks, you grab that pile, you put it in the bag, yep. and then you draw. So that's how you remove your two. If you, you do have, you don't that. remove from the bag. Yeah, you don't remove from the bag. You remove from that pile. Yep. Before that goes into the bag, kind of thing. So. And. That's. I mean, it's hard to go into more detail because that's essentially the game. You're you're constantly going to be buying cards, fighting enemies, moving on the board, and acquiring different, you know, whether it's credits or crystals, artifacts, or special bonuses to get the art to eventually get the artifact and get out. Yeah, that's the game. Yeah, and there's there's some limitations of things. So like for that market we talked about, there's I think there's only. There's a set number. There's a set number 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 of players you're playing with. If really? You play, if you're playing with two people, you only get one of each item. Oh, gotcha. So you same person can't buy the same one twice. I think you only get two or maybe you get three when you play with a four-person game. So not everyone can buy, but you can somewhat have the same. Well, you can only have one anyway. Of each type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not everyone can even get one. So like not everyone sure. can buy the key because it's only going to be there's a limited number of them. Right. And then the, the major and the minor secrets, which are those question mark tokens. Obviously, if they're not left on the board, you don't get one when you go there. It just sure. you, you lose that. That is a limitation. And across the top of the board, so we've described the board a little bit here. There's a spot that has clank. There's the monster track on the one side. There's also like the health of each player. So as your tokens get drawn from the bag, you put those on your spot. And that's like the damage you've taken kind of thing. And then once eventually you, someone will eventually take too much damage and die. <laughs> I don't think we've ever played that. Maybe as a two player game, we both have gotten out. 
But when we play with more than two people, I don't think I think no. someone dies. Someone usually passes out. Because you, the first one, like I said, in the artifact, like it's pretty simple to get to, but it's not worth very many points. No. So if the, even if the first person decides to skip past that, which it makes sense for the first person to maybe not grab that first artifact, potentially, you can go and grab a more valuable one. But once two of them have been grabbed, like it starts getting difficult to get in there and grab another one. So most likely someone's getting left behind. <laughs> so before we get, it's hard to describe the board though. There's a lot going on. Yeah, the board is it's hard to describe. The, I mean <laughs> the the sets that we've talked about so far are like stationary. They're always there. Yeah. There's you know the spots with the artifacts. I do wish the artifacts were random, where you put them. Like it tells you put this artifact worth ten points on this spot. So like every time the artifact is the same one at that same spot, I mean you could. If it was if it was random, then the odds of going to the close one always be better. That's true. Always. Yeah, there would be no point. I mean, there wouldn't be a point to go through and grab a different one. But um, so like that part's always there. So there's like two columns of the board. It's like where you start and where you have to leave from, and then the other column on the far other side is the den of this boss that has a artifacts has this boss track in it and then there are three of the little like I don't know, they're, they're not hexagons they're uh i guess they're they just square just on the side uh <laughs> kind of hard they're the, the weird shaped ovals <laughs> um those are du- the double-sided parts and you it tells you in your first game like what they recommend yeah. that you play with but really they just change and they all have names which is kind of cool because you kind of can like like the medical like the medical bay because you tend to heal or it's like you know you're more fighting in this one that kind of stuff so you can randomly pick them or you can decide by in a group and how what ones you play with and you just place those so those three are in the middle from where you start and where the boss is and like we said you have to get to the data ports so they all have data ports on them and you have to unlock two data ports and two of the three modulars in the in the base game to be able to get into they don't have an expansion that makes this game up to six players or even five. That's in, that's interesting. I was like, it's even only up to four people. But I was like, I wonder if you can play with more. But it doesn't exist. Like, yeah. Hell, none of the expansions allow it. That's interesting. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be pretty easy to add. You'd have to add another piece yeah you probably have to add another piece and then you're changing the board layout i think it could be done it could be done maybe it's too much yeah maybe they don't want to make it over complicated the one issue i feel like with deck builders is that other players turns kind of take a while it's it's true so like when it's not my turn i'm just like okay come on and it's true when it's not your turn you're sitting there like you can plan your turn out and like kind of look at the board and stuff but that you only can do that so much and so there's a lot of downtime in a deck builder i feel like because you're not everyone's not playing at the same time so i feel like if you had six like that would make this game have a lot more downtime like with two three people it's not a huge deal especially in this kind of game like you draw five they're all pretty the cards themselves are all pretty basic yeah some make you draw more and play more or whatever but they're pretty quick 
they're not like dominions get like some of the dominion cards have like paragraphs on them that you have to like read through and do all these things these are all pretty simple when it comes to that and they're big symbols for movement and you're still waiting you're still waiting and like some of the cards some turns you might not get any movement cards because that's the way the deck shuffles speaking of movement cards let me just say one thing <laughs> in this game prioritize movement I'm not saying don't get the battle ones. Yeah. Don't get the points. Obviously, you want to be uh, having some kind of synergy. If you're good at deck builders, you'll be better. But really, you're going to want to move. Yeah, moving is pretty important. Which there is a basic deck that you can buy every turn if you want that has... Until they run out, technically, I believe. movement on it. Yeah. Yeah, movement is definitely the best, and I would say use your values or whatever they whatever they refer the the currency skills. the skills to buy those cards that maybe have two boots on them because then you're only playing one card you get to move literally twice as far. Some spots need to. Yeah, sometimes you need to. So even if you did draw one of those ones that you bought for the basics for uh, one movement, you still can't get there because you need to have two to get off that spot or whatever. Or get to that spot. It's you can avoid most of the Combat. fighting. Yeah, you don't have to fight. I mean, fighting is when they're in the access row, uh, when they're when they're drawn like that. It usually is pretty good idea to get those out of there pretty quickly because most of them have negative some sort of negative effect as they are in there or as the boss happens. So it's good to fight those out of there, but. The whole team's looking to fight those. It's not just you. Yeah. Like, just me and you play this game together. Maybe you're going to fight them, and I'm not, I'm not too worried. Like, yeah, you get bonuses if you beat them or whatever, but... I, I have tried this game being really, really combat-focused and not really moving, and I got to tell you, there are turns when you sit there and you can't move, and yeah. you have a dead turn. And this happened to you, I think, even the last time yep. you played, and it... It's really important, I feel like, just to do... I think movement Balance. is more important than yep. battle, for sure. But just to have a little bit of everything. Exactly. So that utility is so important. Because sometimes... Be, don't be focusing on one thing. Yeah, you can't just focus all on movement. Because then on those turns that I have... I drew six movement. Awesome. Oh, the next spot is a security checkpoint. I have to stop. Yeah. So it's like, okay, sweet. I, I literally wasted six movement to move one spot. And then the next turn, I don't draw any or whatever. And so, like, it really is just, like, keeping that deck balanced and trying to, you know, remember what you have yep. when you are acquiring new cards to think about, like, what what are you having? Like, do I need more movement right now? Or, like, would I benefit to maybe have a few swords in my deck to help me not take damage? Because now my health is up. So now I need some damage to help me stay alive. And you can buy more than one card. Yeah. As long as you have the currency. Yep. So... Like you said, it's just, it's a great game to play more than once. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's that, that balance is so important. And that's the other thing with deck builders. I mean, I think the balance, you can kind of go one way or the other and like keep, you know, being more aggressive with the fighting or more movement for the speeds and stuff. The hard part is but, there's no alternative win condition. Yeah. The not, goal is to have an artifact and take an escape and, pod. Yeah, and to do that, you literally have to move to almost bit. every tile on the board you have to see because you have to move to two of the modulars you could potentially skip one whole modular and then you have to get into the boss area and then all the way back 
Even like, if you get to the close one, yeah, you still have to yeah. move. You, yeah, there's movement. Movement is key. Fighting is movement. You have to move to win. You don't have to fight to win. Yeah. But it does help. It does help <laughs> a lot. I, I would say not to avoid, because I think the next time we played that, that one time that you focused so much on fighting, and then you just couldn't, you like literally couldn't move for like multiple turns. Yep. There was no one to fight on the board. So you just like, just like okay. you kept fighting like the little crash test dummy in the in the front because you had nothing else to do. You only fight him once. Once per turn, yeah. But like, and then the next time you're like, I need movement. And then like, literally we played it again and you got a bunch of movement cards and then you started taking damage like crazy because <laughs> you had no, you had no defense anymore. Yeah. You had no more swords. So I was just like, uh, and I would, I, I did waste a turn. I got stopped at a checkpoint. You're like, okay, there's yeah. four move. For yeah. One. You had, to, I remember that one being a pretty big move that you had, you like had multiple of the double move turns and you're like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you stopped. But it's the balance. Yeah. So as long as you don't get too many of one thing, yep. you're gonna be fine. Exactly. And at that point, you're just you know play to your board, play where you are. And, and at that point, you start looking at those factions and seeing what the benefits are of those different factions, and you know trying to. That's when you start min maxing and like trying to get the best <laughs> you possibly can. Like you think about okay, if I get two of those pirate people, like I get to move extra when I when I play that together. Or cards. Or draw cards. Or, or whatever they might be. Trash a card or. Yeah, the trash cards are deck building trash cards. I think are the most underrated cards in the game. The fact that, oh my gosh, I. One of the games I had a card that said I can trash. It was with your expansion, the yeah. cyber one. I had one of your energized cards yep. that said I can trash a card. And I was trashing the stumbles. Yeah. Holy cow, was that really good? Yeah, you got that pretty early on too, and it worked. It worked so well. I I feel like the trash and not just this game, a lot of deck builder games. They all like they all have a way to get rid of a card or upgrade it or something. And I feel like they're not looked at very much because like. Yeah, you maybe there's some turns you might not want to trash any cards, but when you need to, when you want to trash a card, those cards are like invaluable. Okay. <laughs> like they're so great, and they always have there's some sort of stumble, there's some sort of slow slowness in every deck builder if you're trying to move, or those you know ones that are only worth one coin in Dominion instead of five coins or whatever. And so it's like, oh, get rid of the one. I don't need the one coin anyone anymore. I'm, I only want five coin ones. Why would I want to play a single coin when I have all these other ones? So those those trash cards are so good. I feel like, and I feel like they are kind of overlooked a lot. As we make noise, and the boss, let's say an, an enemy gets drawn, has the mark, and all those cubes go in the bag and they're shuffled, and the cubes are drawn. As we lose health, when someone finally loses all their health and dies, I really, really like how this game does the mechanic of the person is dead. Yeah. They get to draw the dice. Yep. They are now in control of your fate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even though you're no longer in the game, you still, nice. have, still have things to do. It's still, it's still nice to be like, <laughs> whose turn is it next? And you're drawing the dice out. Yeah. I, don't, I like that. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. And it kind of gets like some payback. Yeah, it makes you feel like now that you've died, like in any any game that you start playing, if like I can't win anymore, I want to make sure no one wins. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to make sure no one gets their tricks that they need for their victory points? Or how am I going to make sure everyone takes damage? Like obviously you can't do it in this game. Like you don't have cards that make you like deal damage or anything. Yeah, there's there's no interactions. As far you just as are the one that are 
drawing the yeah, cards out. Yeah, there's no interactions between players. Uh, ironically, there's not much to talk about. Because with, with a deck builder, there's so much variety based on literally the cards. Yeah. That that's where, you know, 90% of this game is going to take place is with the cards. Yep. So the best thing I can recommend is just getting your hands on the game and looking at the cards and maybe look at them first, then shuffle and try and play a game. Yeah, just look through some of them. Not, not a big deal. Just I guess really just understand what the cards, like the different parts of the cards, like if it's you know an enemy how they're red or yep. the different factions and the acquires the arrival the damage i, I love danger. that everything is super identifiable too. yeah there's nothing like oh what kind of is this no it's like this is red the whole card is is red even like the art in the back the lights are red and then you have everything else just blue and it's like oh can this attack yes big circled red sword yeah exactly and saying that yeah, the movements are the big boots the big I mean, the yellow boots or whatever they are i don't is have it oh, they're, squ they're square bold it, yeah they do a really good job of emphasizing like this is what this does are we missing anything i feel like this just really is i'm looking at like the artifacts currently just because i happen to flip to that page and there is one that looks like thanos's glove <laughs> and there is like a old looking like Game Boy or like cassette tape player. Like, I just feel like this is themed after. They're just doing it to be funny. And a lot of the names of people are also like, they're not the names of, I, I'm not going to be able to find one. These are all this is a standard deck, anyways. But like, the names of the people that you run into are all kind of like themed after Jake Riskin. Like, people from movies or like. Princess Helia. And so, oh. like, they have like those tie-ins to that to that space world and like you draw people that either maybe one looks like a jedi but they don't oh have my gosh this guy looks like uh chronicles of riddick yeah just uh the artwork yeah shady installer there's a space oh skunk. yeah because this is from that one movie uh the fifth element oh yeah the entertainer yeah so yeah, that it just has a lot of fun nods. Like they don't matter. Like it's just another card, but like it's it's really cool that they tied in so many like other things to the game. It's just fun. Yeah, it's fun little bonuses. Yeah. It makes it interesting to look at. Kind of like, oh I get it, that's fun. You laugh and kinda of have fun with them when they don't really change anything, just as fun. But yeah, they could I they could easily have more themed versions of this game and it's such a popular thing lately like to have they, i mean they have a lot of expansion they really do like i'm, I'm surprised they don't have themes can you do with pirate yeah or well, they have like the sunken ship and stuff but, but that's all that's all the, the sunken ship and all that it's all based on the original fantasy yeah thing. but i'm surprised they don't have like a themed of like what we said before like a like marvel, marvel gotcha like a marvel clank which is all marvel cards in here like i mean who knows they they just came out before the pandemic the legacy yep which is like their most bestseller game. Yeah. Well, they have a new one that just came out like last fall. What is it? Uh, the Catacombs. It's that one that you. Is that the Clank expansion? It's no, it's a standalone. Really? Um, but you are not only are you building your deck like this, you also are flipping tiles and you're building the oh, map. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, that one looks yeah, yeah. solid. That one looks really good. I've heard I've heard good reviews on it yet. Uh, I have an add to cart when I look at it. I actually don't know if it ships right away. 
But I've seen I've seen reviews online about people talking about it, and they say, "Oh, yep, it's out." Interesting. I actually, no joke, thought this originally was a Clank expansion. You can play with the previous Clank expansion cards. It says, but yeah, it's a standalone. There's 29 dungeon tiles. There's 180 cards in this one. Ooh. I'd try it. Maybe this will be my fantasy fix. Yeah, it's kind of fantasy. It's not as much as it's you know, pretty. Fantasy. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> fantasy, but not as much as not as much as Clank as Clank is. I would say, but victory points are really cool too i mean they're just like the different size like they look like little sd cards <laughs> from phones but they're different they're different sizes and they're worth different amount of value i think those that yeah, is cool. like little credits yeah yeah the major and the minor secrets and there's a really nice token reference in the back of the book of the rule book yeah i feel like they could have you know they could print a player card if they wanted to i'm surprised there's not a cheat sheet could but it's, i mean it'd be hard because like there's a lot i mean there's not counting i mean there's probably 15 different icons on this reference i guess with a few sentences explaining what they do so it'd be a pretty busy player card but super helpful to have just there to look at some of them are like a pretty obviously pretty easy to know like it has a two credit like you literally get a two credit or you get a five credit other ones like oh what does the vaporizer do <laughs> like, <laughs> and you have to like yeah you do have to kind of read those ones but the health boosts and stuff they're the secrets are really cool. It's a nice little concept that you get them. You don't have to play them right away. I mean, the I think the tokens you technically play right away, but you, actually you don't have to because you can wait till the end of the game. But like the health boost, like I get a minor secret of health boost. Oh, I only have one damage right now. Like I, I could heal myself back down to zero, but like, let me wait until I need to. <laughs> As we're closing in on this, I guess I will begin with my final thoughts this time. There is no mistake, and I, I mean, that's two in a row for me, but I think this is a on-the-shelf. I think this is a must-own. I can't even say, oh, it's just a friend because we both own it. Yeah. I mean, I bought it specifically after you did because I said this game is really fun. I like deck builders a lot. Yeah, I do too. And I love the aspect of this game where it's not just a deck builder like Dominion, where that's literally the whole game. Yep. But it adds that aspect of the board where you're interacting. I really like the clank mechanic. Yeah. I like how you're making noise, which is making the boss more aware of your presence yep. and finding you and you getting hurt. It does everything so well. It really does. And the fact that they took things like, yes, having a board that you move across is very common in board games. <laughs> like yeah. That's literally what a board game is. But they, they took these concepts that traditionally didn't go together and they made it go together like a deck builder like if you most people know dominion they know the deck builder it is solid it's good but it is just a deck builder like there's nothing there's no other concepts to it you just build your deck you get points and the most points win yeah and like this game took the deck builder they took the movement and the board play the secrets and the things and then they added the bag component like just this game would have still been good without the whole clink noise thing. Like, it just, just moving across the board, awesome. like, it still would be fun. And then they added a whole nother concept with the, the bag builder and stuff. Like, so good. The one issue with deck builders, the first three or four turns, pretty boring. You're, you're doing the same thing. You're all Everyone's doing, doing the same thing. thing. Everyone has the same cards. After that third turn... 
things starting to change and then it's th that's when the fun starts i feel like and i don't know of a way to fix that i don't it doesn't need to be fixed yeah, it's just how it is yeah just how deck builders play like it's all games though like the that. first few turns like you literally have 10 cards you draw five of them i know what my next five are gonna be yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you, you know you get into time, times that you don't anymore have any idea what's I, coming up but. i i highly recommend this game oh, this yeah. was on both of our underrated underrated yeah which i'm looking at it now i wonder i mean on board game geek it's a 7.8 I, I know i know that it's rated high i know it's higher on the list however i'm talking about underrated in the sense of how many people actually know yeah this is 115 games. overall on board game and I, I i would struggle to find 114 games better than this it it's complexity is not high yeah middle it, of the road i would say it's middle there are other games like last week's Speared Island, which I think is harder. Oh yeah, for sure. I think this is just a really fun game. I, my only wish, and if maybe they never make a new one, and you don't need the expansions. We had each have no. one. We just did that for more variety. You don't need it. Yeah, you don't. Definitely not the one. Either one that we've seen. We, they just add change. They just add more cards. Yeah, more cards, new board on mine. Yours adds like, like different the modular, yeah, different modular sets. boards that go into the the standard board. But but yeah, if you like a deck builder, I I would say you definitely don't. I don't think you need all of them. But pick one. Yeah, pick a pick an expansion. There are three for after space. you play it a few times and change it up a little bit. And you don't. I don't always play Space Station. No, like some, I the cards I always play with. I don't take them out every time yeah, that we don't. You don't play. need to. But like I don't always play on that board, right. even though I have it. So, uh, going back to my one wish, I I would not change the artifact mechanic. I would not change getting out. Whatever, I'd only change. I wish there was a way if, and maybe this is a house ruling. If I have a handful of attacks. I wish there was a way to be like, okay, I can discard two of these to move. Yeah, I think that's just a standard in deck building. I feel like I feel like there was a way to. Exchange. I don't like games that you could dead draw. Yeah, and when I draw a hand that's just like oh. tack 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 tack, I'm like, build a better deck. <laughs> you know what? I, but it, 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 it yeah, no, I, I totally variety. get it. Yeah, and it limits my like, oh, I really want to make this sweet move, and I want to do these outlaws but oh no guess what they're all attack yep yeah and i th I feel like that's a very common thing in deck builders and just being the if there was a way like i drew five cards none of that there's no one to fight maybe there's a mulligan and maybe they're okay you drew five cards there's if there is no one to fight maybe you get two move total and like you can move two spots or if you drew five you drew all moves and you need to fight someone like be able to cash it, that in somehow i i totally get that it's not a big enough problem for me to create my own house ruling portfolio like you did with zombie side <laughs> zombie side needed it <laughs> but i do think that it would be nice and maybe i've never read forums i don't know if anyone else has done something i'm kind of interested now <laughs> yeah exactly but overall even with those that's yeah. probably the only reason why I drop it down a and level. Kind of like with, for me, for Spirit Island, 
Like that's it was a co-op game that caused my issue with Spirit Island more than Spirit Island's board game. Yeah. And that is kind of a deck building type of issue. Like in Dominion, there was turns that you literally could do nothing. And like that's just part of like it is just part of it, but like at the same time, it would be nice if no one likes a turn of nothing. It, Especially even when you if even if it was a negative impact. Yeah. Put would, a clank in the bag and move two spots. Exactly. Or like, something. Oh, if you if you want, maybe you discard two cards. You get to move one and put a clink in the bag. Yeah. And maybe, like, yeah, maybe. And you're like, wow, that sucks. But guess what? It's better at least nothing. I got to do something. Yeah. And like, maybe it's straight in the bag. So it's not in the pile that you can potentially reduce later. Like, maybe it just like. And I don't know. I mean, we'd have to play test yeah. much to figure that out. And whether or not. I, I would be surprised if someone hasn't thought of something like that. Like a house rule, like through Board Game Geek or even on Reddit or something. I'd be interested to look. Yeah. But I've not needed it enough. And all that being said, I think this game is really fun. <laughs> As yeah. we just talked it down for the last five minutes. I, I, this is on the shelf game. This is a must own. I, I think this is a well, well done game. It's, it's pretty great. Not Marvel Champions great, but it's good. <laughs> what about you? So before I even talk about rating, I forgot one thing that you we usually love talking about and we haven't talked about it yet. The player who goes first in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Is, we talked about we it We talked before. about it beforehand, but we haven't <laughs> even brought it up yet. The player who goes first is this. Maybe this is just in space. I don't know if this is in normal clank. But the player who goes first is the sneakiest player at the table. <laughs> like such a good, like that's on the line of like the most humble player from Everdell or so like it's such a good, like so, someone is going to be sneaky. It's fun. Or like who did the most rad. Yeah, exactly. Best. And like some of the ones that are like, who's the last one to be in Portugal for Azul. It's like, I don't, I've never been to Portugal. Like but I, 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 I like that they have a rule, exactly. but like this one, Someone at the table is going to be sneakier than the other person. They might not be classified as a sneaky person. <laughs> just have something fun. But yeah, just have something that someone will always be able to win. Nothing I grinds my gears more than randomly picking. Yeah, the player or like Clue. You remember Clue? Like, well, obviously you remember Clue. But do you remember who? <laughs> do you remember who went first in Clue? I don't. It was always whoever was Miss Scarlet. The red player always went first. Huh. Doesn't matter who you were. Like if you drew. And you picked Miss Scarlet for whatever reason. She was the first player. Miss Scarlet always was first. I don't know the lore around that. I don't either. I mean, she was. I think she was the prettiest one. So maybe the pretty one always went first. I'm not sure. Maybe she wanted to. I don't know. But yeah, it was that. I, but uh, that's like that. That's better than randomly pick. Because like then it's like, oh, Colonel Mustard, you go first every time if you pick Colonel Mustard. <laughs> But yeah, this game, I, I would rather have something like this for sure. But at least that's not random. And for my rating, I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, I think we're going to be pretty close to each other again. Unlike last week where we were almost the complete opposite of the boards. I really like this game. There's probably, and this, I don't think, I should only remember. I don't think this made my, it did make my keeping games. Like if I could only keep five, it was in there. I don't think it made my top five. I don't think it did. I remember it being in your underrated. It was in my underrated. It was in my keeping for sure. Um, just because it does it. So it, it's a mechanic that does it so well. 
when I play a game and I play a different game, we talked we, we talked about it a minute ago, like, and I think, oh, I wish I was playing this game because it does not only because with Spirit Island, I wish I was playing Clank because Clank is just better than Spirit Island in my book. But like when we played Hunger, I was like, I wish I was playing Clank because this is just like Hunger, but not as good as Hunger <laughs> as as Clank. So it's like when when a game does that for me, like the game is great. It's true. And like for me, like I would this is definitely on the shelf 0.5 like this does not sit on my table for myself but like I would play this game over and over and over again without being mad about it like I love deck builders I think they're fun the first few turns are boring but after that like it's so much fun and with this game with the map in there like the first few turns aren't as bad as other deck builders but it's still like Okay, yep, I drew those five, up drew those five, now I reshuffle, okay, now I draw those five again. <laughs> but I yeah, this is like a must own. It's in the front of the closet. <laughs> wow, it's up there. It's up there for it's me. It's in between. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not on my table. This is not to like Cascadia or Wingspan or, or like left on the table. Like Everdell. Like, like we play it all the time. Like but this is such a good game and one of the one of the best deck builders I've ever played. I agree. Now, Marvel Champion, if you want to classify that as a deck builder, might be my number one. <laughs> I... Yeah, Marvel Champion is probably better than this. Yeah, okay. It's not a deck builder. It's not a deck builder by any means. I think Marvel Champions might be my current favorite game. It does everything I want magic the gathering i wish could have been for me yeah because with magic the gathering and i guess we'll talk about this if we ever we probably won't ever maybe it'll be a bonus episode where i sit here by myself <laughs> just fanboy about it but with magic the gathering i had a couple big problems one was the packs i i love busting open packs oh yeah so it's much super, fun it's a gambling it's fun but i hate that i needed two cards yep and i just would just buy them yeah why would i spend a hundred dollars on a box to maybe get one when i can just spend 20 bucks and get both the cards yeah and then number two is i feel like when i played magic the online buying of the of the cards wasn't really around like you could buy them on ebay like ebay was around but like now with like the tcg player i'm like, talking like card shops i never really bought on on like online yeah well, yeah, they have TCG. Yeah, but like back then, like those weren't really around. So like card shops? No, card shops. Oh, were, but like the websites <laughs> were. Like I remember going to like the Fun Factory in town here, sure, sure. and just being like, "Hey, hey, hey, Dave. Dave doesn't own it anymore. But hey, Dave, do you have this card?" And he would be like, "No, no I haven't pulled it yet." And I'm like, okay, and then I would like, okay, I'll buy a box of, of boosters and try to get it myself. Sure, sure. But like now, I can like. Yeah, it might cost a couple hundred bucks, but like I could build a deck online and have it all shipped to my house. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have to buy, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of boosters. I But then you don't get I mean, boosters are fun. They are fun. And then you get a card that maybe you don't like I never was into like an angel's deck. And so like some of the angel cards were worth a lot. And I could sell it and that was fun. Yeah. But if anything with Magic the Gathering, I wish I would maybe this is something we could still do as a group would be drafting. Yeah. Because I've always looked at a lot of people who they buy a box together. Yep. And they just draft. Yeah. They do like five, ten packs each. Yep. And they just make a deck. Yeah. We did that once. Get. 
I would draft Magic the Gathering. That's what I like about Marvel Champions so much. Yeah. I don't have to buy so many cards. I buy a box. I buy a pack. It has everything I need. Yep. If I want more cards, sure, I'll buy another one, maybe. Yeah. But at $15 for a whole deck? Exactly. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And they're good. Even if you did, if you want to buy another one, it's 50 like... Boosters were what five bucks when we were buying boosters yep. at the end there. If some were even more now, but like three boosters, the pack you get a whole deck for three boosters, and you know the cards, and you're like, okay, I want that card, which means I'm gonna buy that pack. Like, they're all good. We haven't ever really played as Wasp, but we bought her deck multiple times because we needed her cards. <laughs> yeah, the only problem I have with Wasp is she's just like Ant Man. Yeah. They're even overlapping. Yeah. And I get why. Exactly. But it's like, come on. But again, like like, like talking about here, like Ant-Man was as a better version of the two of them. So it's yeah. like, I would just play Ant-Man. I actually like playing Ant-Man, but. He's really fun. Yeah. But it's not really a deck builder. No, it's not really a deck builder. Technically, you have the decks. Yeah. You I build decks. Make my deck, deck builder. better. Yeah. It's like Magic the Gathering. It's not a deck builder. No. You can find our page on Instagram at Instagram.com slash where is the rulebook or email us at where is the rulebook at gmail.com. And don't forget to like or subscribe on however you're listening to us today. Give us any sort of ranking, any words in there help us. So for our question this week, instead of going with the player who goes first, who's the sneakiest, who is the loudest in your group? <laughs> so I feel like sneaky like has like potential of negative like shady could like fall into sneaky and i don't really want to get into that that aspect so like who's the loudest in your group <laughs> that you play that you play games with or tell us what you had for lunch or dinner i don't care joe doesn't care we're gonna look at them we're gonna laugh but if you put something in there it helps us in the rankings so other people find us uh and like i mentioned a little bit ago uh, this episode and all of season two will be sponsored by lantern games a local game store in traverse city michigan they do have an amazing website they do ship uh for lantern.games is their website which is super cool it's not a com i think it's really cool it's a dot games also from their website or if you go into the store if you use the discount code rulebook you will receive 10 percent off and that includes online purchases or like i said in-store purchases so you can check out their website. You can uh, get a game sent to you or some magic cards or whatever else you might be looking for. And you get to save 10% by using the discount code RULEBOOK. Uh, but I think all of these games that we've talked about, all the games that we're going to talk about are owned by either Joe or myself, or in many cases, both of us. Uh, so they're not sponsored game reviews or anything. And last but not least, huge shout out to John Ransom for making our theme song. And if you liked our theme song as much as we both do, check out Jack Pine uh, for more music with John is slapping bass for them. Um, and check out their newest album, Embers, on Spotify streaming today. Thanks for playing.